It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? Good. I'm, I'm good. Uh, that was a, a good inflection on my name. I'm glad that's continuing into 2022, I'll be honest. Um, it's a but- new year, new me. No, I would I would argue it's the same you, given that that's the bit you've had going for a month and a half now. Uh, but New Year, New Me, Connor. Um, I'm no longer going to, you know, divulge traumatic stories from my childhood right in the intro okay. of the show. It's just not going to happen gonna, anymore. That's going to cut at least 30 minutes of the runtime of that's each episode. Thing. That's the thing. It's also going to cut a lot of the comedy, weirdly enough. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's just going to be called Hard Movie News from now on, I believe. <laughs> So what was interesting about this was um, I have to start off the year but with another cough I'm assuming at some stage but um, <laughs> <coughs> Oh it's a good one. Oh inter- it's a good start. It's, a good one. it's 2022 you got to start off but yeah. I've had the No test. one edits. I've had the oh. t- it's fine. No, it's also fine. New Year's resolution no editing in 2022 all the coughs they get left in. <laughs> they were already left in I know but it's going to continue <laughs> um, so a lot of people were asking me um, why don't we ever, why don't we do an awards thing at the, st- at the end of 2021 best movie deer worst movie deer yeah. all that jazz um, now a lot of people will know we kind of 
have been taking a bit of time off. We did the we put out an amazing Spider Man review last week. That was our Patreon episode that we released. Yeah. Um, and we I was gonna do a list this week, like an award ceremony. But then I realised it was just gonna be Dune or Spider Man No Way Home. <laughs> Those are the two awards. movies we And and Shang Chi <laughs> to to its credit. And Black if Widow was also scene. there. <laughs> bus scene from Shang-Chi <laughs> good it was like when we had train scene from Dark Phoenix <laughs> exactly mostly just moving vehicles and cool punches are our thing right but it would have been just a lot of No Way Home and Dune um, mm. so Sean I'm going to get it out of the way straight off what was your movie of 2021 we're just going to get it out of the way we're going to move on okay uh, best movie was Dune Best movie experience was Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, I think best movie was Dude. My favourite movie was No Way Home. I think is the way to go with it. I think that's a fair way of doing it. Uh, and I think uh, the yeah. Academy will agree with us. And if and if they do, they all listen to this show. You heard it here first. <laughs> so, we haven't talked any movie news in, like, weeks. And because we've done the Spider-Man No Way Home review as well. So yeah. I feel like we needed to start 2022 smack bang back in movie mondays that niche spot talking about all the trailers and movie news that have happened over the last few weeks over the christmas period when we're all in that weird spot where we're not at work well maybe are unfortunately but like every all the couches are on sale it's very strange (laughs) fucking you can tell you just moved to a new house (laughs) (laughs) i don't know sale I don't know the going rate of couches at the minute, I'll be honest. It's good. It's a good one. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good time it's good. to buy couches, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Connor's invested heavily in couch coin recently. I, I just have... <laughs> they said I was a laughing stock. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> Take your NFTs and fuck off. Give me that fucking f- futon. <laughs> so, Sean, we are starting off this week... Um, with a bit of news from Sony. And I really want to preface this week by saying, Sony, I feel like, following No Way Home's success, yeah. have come out big for in the following weeks. Man's been making some claims, Mr. Sony. I think Sony have had one win. <laughs> and now they've been like, now they're like, we're the biggest kid in the yard. Don't fuck with us. Um so there's numerous stories I have this week of all these rumours and reports and all this. And we're starting off with Sony reportedly with plans for Emma Stone to return to play Spider-Gwen in a new project, Sean. My God. Okay, so right out of the gate we're doing this. Um, I would like to preface this episode, I feel, uh, with... There might be some spoilers for No Way Home in this. So if you haven't That's seen good, it, yeah. by all means, listen to this later. It will still be here. And you can still like and share with your friends. And follow us on Patreon if you're interested. Smash all of the socials. That like smash, smash the like <laughs> button, in fact. And all of the rest of it. So just there's your warning. If you haven't seen it yet, this episode might not be for you. Uh, this news, very interesting to me. Because there were rumours before, there was a lot of rumours before No Way Home came out, but there had been rumours that Emma Stone would show up in some way, shape or form as Gwen Stacy. So, do you think, and this is me coming right out of the gate with this, Connor, 
that they are going to make the Amazing Spider-Man 3 and do a parallel universe Emma Stone. What's interesting is that was kind of a lot of the rumours that were coming out. It was all about... Well, mostly Andrew Garfield, because the internet fell in love with Andrew Garfield again. He's um, expo- Oh, this, sorry. I've downloaded TikTok, right? Everyone's fucking obsessed <laughs> with Andrew Garfield. I, like, he's he's a nice man. Those movies were fine, the first one, and not great, the second he's a one. charming man. I would say charming. Charming man. Tick, tick, boom. We all love it. Uh, but he's, like, I feel like off the back of No Way Home, People are just having more of a fond memory of his Spider-Man than they had in 2014. Yeah, and I think that's understandable because I think we talked about in the review is that he's the standout of, like, he brings his absolute A-game. And I mean, he's an excellent actor, performer as it is, and he's probably going to win an Oscar this year, but... Um, not for Spider-Man. <laughs> but it's, it's for Tick Tick Boop. But um, he, like... He is excellent in lots of other roles. And now seeing him come back, it was kind of... I think he really works as, we kind of discussed it in the review, the middle child. Yeah. What's interesting is, if we do another Andrew Garfield film... This is nothing to do with Spider-Gwen, by the way. We'll we'll get to that in a second. If he does another Spider-Man movie, do we start off with him being jokey? Or do we come back in when he's not pulling his punches? Would be my main thing. I think... I think you pick up after No Way Home if you do this movie because I feel like because No Way Home serves as Andrew Garfield's third film in a lot of ways, and that we learn what happened to this character and where he went. So once he goes back to his own universe, perhaps with Tom Hardy's Venom, uh, I feel you need to then like he's re- not redeemed himself for Gwen's death but he's uh in his own mind he's come to terms with it in a way that he hadn't before so i feel like and then introducing gwen back in and him having to realize no this isn't my gwen that's another it's spider gwen it's spider so- gwen You've kind of answered my first question was, would you put Spider-Gwen in the same universe as Andrew Garfield? I think it works better like that. Like, I I don't, because he's the only Spider-Man on screen that has had a a meaningful relationship with Gwen Stacy. Not to denounce Bryce Dallas Howard in Spider-Man 3, but... I would never do that they in front of me. you. They love it. <laughs> this will have no repercussions whatsoever, he said. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man, trust me. It's all aces. <laughs> so, I think... like, and, and also, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield have great chemistry. I know they're not together anymore, but I assume they can still have that chemistry together. Um, yeah. I, do, but, do you think that Sony should do a Spider-Gwen movie live-action with Emma Stone, or would it be more interesting if they just cast somebody else as Spider-Gwen? I don't... Here's a fucking wild idea. What if it's Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and Bryce Dallas Howard as Spider-Gwen? <laughs> Bring Bryce back. She's... And you need um, that 70s guy. 
Um, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah. Not Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Mila Kunis, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, they would be good. <laughs> Topher Grace, you're thinking Topher. <laughs> you need Topher back. Bring back Topher, I say. Uh, no, like, the thing is, I feel like Spider-Gwen has been done very, very well in Spider in Into the Spider-Verse. I think this is Sony, literally, right? They've just seen Spider-Verse. They're one thing yeah. they've done well, right? And they did so well, universally. Everyone's like, that's the best Spider-Man movie. That is the best movie. It's fucking excellent. Everyone who's seen it, no matter what age, is like, that's funny. It's nice. It's like one of the best. They've looked at that and they've thought, let's do everything doing in that, but we'll make it live action and we'll see what happens. Now, No Way Home is excellent. It but is. I feel like they've taken the wrong message. <laughs> and now they're doing, let's do one for everyone. Are you suggesting that Sony would maybe reach too far too early in a particular franchise? I think Spider-Man... I don't think... Look, I'm going to come out and say it. I don't think Andrew Garfield should come back as Spider-Man. But not because I don't like him. But I really like him in No Way Home. Like, that's the perfect end. <laughs> that's just... Yeah, that's, that's Spider Man is done. That's a send off to that character. Same as it's like a send off. It's it's because we never got a third one that a lot of people are like, we want another one because you never got that trilogy. You never got to finish it off. I would count No Way Home as part of like that's the end of his story. He came to terms with the death. Yeah, because I think Stacey. all you need to know about him in that movie is that he's a Spider Man who stopped pulling his punches. Like he fell too far towards the side of vengeance kinda and no way home remedies that in a lot of ways so he like he would just be continuing as a regular Spider-Man and then just have Gwen Stacy thrown in for the sake of Andrew Garfield was in a very popular Spider-Man movie recently so would you want to see Spider-Gwen live action or are we sticking with Hayley Steinfeld into the Spider-Verse. I mean... I would like to see that Spider-Gwen get her own film. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. But she's Hawkeye now, so what can you do? Yeah, she's busy. She's a busy woman. (laughs) But um, uh, either way, she's fighting Kingpin. So... True. the, The thing is, I'd like to see more multiverse stuff, but I think that's going to happen in... In the MCU, more so than the Sony side of things. Sony like, just I, want to build up the Sony-verse. Yeah, mm. I think if we see Andrew... like, and I don't think we're going to see Spider-Gwen too... Uh, well, like, I, I don't think we're going to get a well-developed Spider-Gwen in a Spider-Man movie. I think she might pop up in other things, kind of like a, a Jessica Drew Spider-Woman character is in the comics... Um, as like this just established superhero in her own right. But I feel if we see Andrew Garfield again, that might be in a Morbius movie or a what Venom or I, something like that. What if I threw something at you? Yeah. All of the villains originate from the bottom of a big skyscraper. Keep talking. Okay? All, all of the origins are there. One by one, they give they get given the equipment they need. It's all just there. They don't need any backstory. They, just, they, they can just, just steal it. it. They just steal it one by one. There's six of them. 
Oh no, what are we going to do? Andrew Garfield needs help. Let's bring Spider-Gwen in. Let's bring Morbius in. Let's bring Venom in. Get the whole crew back together, the lads. And we'll go fight the Sinister Six. And then maybe at the end, Doctor Strange has to like revert it all back to normal. I'm not quite sure the end of the But See, that's let's the thing, do that. Is that with, with Multiverse of Madness, you could, in theory, like all the other multi, like movies in the... Mar- in the Marvel, like, intellectual property, all of those movies, you can say, just kind of briefly intersect with the MCU. Like, I think that's that's the way you could do it. Honestly, and, I like, this is this is kind of hard to say, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I just leave Andrew Garfield, leave that whole universe, and just let it lie, and just... Let's focus on, hey, we now have Spider-Man literally exactly where he is in the comics. Uh, like, he's the just, perfect comic book Spider-Man. Yeah, let's and, just build from there. Yeah, like, he's he's proper Peter Parker. He's going to have to go to work. Yeah. Nobody likes him. It's perfect. It's perfect Peter Parker. He doesn't know anyone. Also, here's, here's another thing. Uh, there is a theory going around on TikTok, I'll have you know. Uh, <laughs> I love the fact that all of our scoops now come from TikTok. <laughs> I know, which is all just like 14-year-olds with no more and time you. than anything on their hands, and me. But it's apparently, and I don't know if you remember this, but it, the spell made everyone on Earth forget, that Peter Par- forget Peter Parker. So he has no numbers, social security numbers, but, anything like that. And none at all. He wasn't invited to Aunt May's funeral. Uh, that's another exactly. thing. But everyone on Earth, Nick Fury is currently in space. Do you think <gasps> it extends to like that specific level of like? I spell? think they didn't think about it, and they're just gonna wing it. <gasps> There's a fair amount of not thinking about it and winging it in that film, but I still let's love just it. Fucking, let's just see what happens. I don't think they thought that far ahead. I think it's just like let's. It's grand. Venom probably knows that he's Peter Parker. Let's Venom's just bring him fine. in. <laughs> so we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And this is more Marvel news. I think you're going to like this. Because Quite. Ghost Rider. Oh, sorry, I'm back in. Are heating back up, Sean. Fuck, we had um, these a while ago, didn't we? Nicholas Cage is back. No, that's not the rumour. Oh, Norman... Reedus. Oh fuck! As Ghost Rider rumors are Not heating bad. up, Sean. Not bad. Um, now, many people will know um, Johnny Blaze. Of course, had his own movie back in the day. Back in uh, the day, like two thousand five. I can't quite remember. About the time um, Fantastic Four came out, and that was two thousand four, I believe. So yeah, yeah, and so he was he was so good. Everyone was like, that's excellent, perfect casting, don't recast it, it's like Hugh Jackman, never do it, don't ever do anything with, oh, he's done, please give us another one. So Ghost Rider (laughs) is back on the tape, Marvel are trolling him out there, and he could be coming to the MCU, that was the rumour. And now they say that the Walking Dead star Norman Reedus um, has basically gone to the top of the queue. That he is the number one pick for this character. Is this because he rides a motorbike a lot in The Walking Dead? 
I think it might be, yes. <laughs> might very well be, okay. I mean, look, that's a skill that you can't train. You have to know that going into the role, I would say. Which is also why they were courting Keanu Reeves, I believe. <laughs> and, and by the way, I love the writing in the article that like they have to figure out a reason. Um, they were like, it's a rather obvious pick, given the actor's experience playing a tough loader like Daryl Dixon, dot, 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 along with Norman's real-life penchant for motorcycles. There we go. <laughs> There we go, that's it. Now look... That doesn't qualify him. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. I, but I also don't think it's a bad choice. It's not one I would have thought of, honestly. But, like, if you're asking me to pick, like, a a, a, a rural American stunt performer, <clears throat> Norman Reedus yeah. kind of fits the bill quite well. Now, How old is Norman Reedus? I don't I want to get in his 50s. No, not at all. I think he's in his 50s. Honestly, what is what is Johnny Blaze usually? Is he? See, I never really see it's Johnny because, Blaze. Yeah, because he's it, like he's he's essentially immortal because he's a spirit of vengeance. Like he, he <laughs> pretty cool. He, I believe I think he can't die by natural means or something like that. Hang on, I'm gonna Johnny Blaze because I like, like an I feel order. Like, like Nicholas Cage has kind of like marred our viewpoint of Johnny Blaze, but I mean. 40 year old Johnny Blaze I, I never think of Johnny Blaze as like Spider-Man age but I also never think of him as like 70 yeah yeah because like he's it's it's very weird is 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 the only like bullshit answer I can give um, personal information on the Marvel wiki oh, of course it doesn't tab down that's fine um, one sec here like I like an older Ghost Rider. I think that works well because otherwise it's just like a 25-year-old who's been through so much fucking trauma in his life. Um, There's a couple of versions of Ghost Rider. I touched... We did a Hero Zero on Ghost Rider a couple of months. I say a couple, probably about six months ago. But there's Johnny Blaze, who is your standard. He's a stunt driver, made a deal with the devil, became a spirit with vengeance. Had a intimate relationship with his adoptive sister, but it's technically fine. Uh, <laughs> just that's like the terms and conditions, like we're saying really fast. <laughs> yeah, just like right at the end, we just slot that in there. Like he's just having sex with his sister. Just uh, it's technically fine. Don't worry about. It. But there's also a, I think it's Danny Ketch is his name, who is. Like, I think he's Johnny Blaze's, like, half-brother or something like that. And I think they're generally, like, he's around his 30s kind of a deal. Now, Norman Reedus, as, you know, a human man, is 52. Mm. So I think they'd probably put him as Johnny Blaze as a 45-year-old. Who's and been at it a while. I, I feel like yeah. the, the MCU would be the place where they don't do the fucking origin story of how he got there it's yeah. just he ter- there's a big fight scene something's going on I don't know who ca- what characters are. Venom's fighting Morbius there's a Venom versus Morbius fight going on and suddenly a motorcycle comes flying over the hill and the, his fucking skull is on fire they're like who the fuck is that guy with the chain he beats both of them you're like this guy I'm, I'm assuming this guy's a badass holy shit yeah, and you just have him pop up. Like it, the thing is, as well, is the there is a team in Marvel. I don't know if I've talked about this before. The Midnight Suns, they're called, and it is Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, 
and I think Morbius and a couple of others. So you could set up kind of a Midnight Suns type th- team with those characters as you have at the minute. Introduce Ghost Rider that way and then give him his own series or movie or whatever you want to do. Okay. I I mean, I I feel like the MCU now at this stage is just going to start bringing everybody in. Like, I mean, Fantastic yeah. Four coming in. It makes sense. I think Norman Reedus, by the way, is, is very good casting for that. Like... If you're going to go with that kind of ghost writer that he's been at it for a while, he knows what's going on. He's not... Yeah. Like, he's not like, dumb. No, and I like you have him as this, like... I It, it works better if he's already established... Like, he's been ghost writer for years, and he just hasn't been, been seen yet. But it works better... Because Norman Reedus, he, he can play the grizzled old guy. Or, not even old, but, like, the grizzled has seen Young some vet. shit... He's the grizzled young vet. Yeah, exactly. And I'd like that works well for the daytime stuff or when he's Johnny Blaze walking around. And when he's Ghost Rider, it doesn't really matter because he's a man with a flaming skull for a head. It doesn't matter. He won't be there. It's fine. He'll be there. Also, the fact that he likes motorcycles wouldn't really impact him because he would be actually in the bike. It'll be all CGI. Probably <laughs> not, no. But except for probably his intro shot. Yeah, well, his intro show would be him as a human, and then it'll be like you'll never see him again. Always at night time. <laughs> no, he's always on, on fire. fire. It's grand. <laughs> always on fire. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I feel like that's pretty cool cast. That's not confirmed, I must say, but it's just that is at the top of the list. It was kind of it, it popped up over the Christmas. I thought that's interesting. Sean should know. No, Ghost Rider is on the table currently. Kevin Feige's looking into it. I'm a big fan. Big fan of Ghost Rider. Mm. Big fan of Kevin. Do you know what else you're a big fan of, Sean? Is Matthew Vaughn. Um, and Am I? I? I think you like X-Men First Class. Yeah. And and Kingsman. Did he do Kingsman? He did Kingsman. Okay, okay. He did Keep Kick-Ass. Okay, okay. It's all coming together. Keep talking. Well, Matthew Vaughn has decided that he might want to do a bit of a Marvel movie. <sighs> an MCU movie. Direct oh. one of them, Sean. And... He was asked who he has would he, like. Has he told Kevin Feige this, sir? He said, Kevin, I'm doing it. Right, shut the fuck up and sit down. Watch me now. What do you know? No. <laughs> he, um, he says, I'd like to direct one. But not only that, he said, you know what movie I'd like to do? I'd like to cast mm-hmm. um, a young Wolverine in a reboot of a Wolverine movie with mm. Matthew Vaughn directing it. Sean, I wanted to come to you with this news because this is a weird one we like Matthew Vaughn we like Wolverine I don't like the word reboot or or anything else involved (laughs) no it's Wolverine is really tricky because there's the comic book Wolverine which is like a 5 foot 2 angry Canadian and then there's the movie Wolverine which is 6 foot 2 handsome Hugh Jackman and I feel like in recent years, the, the Hugh Jackman version is like the more widely known version of Wolverine. So do you reboot that version or do you reboot the comic book version and then just have that play out? Well, now, this might actually be something that they're looking into because, mm. I mean, if we think about this logically, they are bringing the X-Men into the MCU. This is no, yes. So, if I was Kevin Feige, 
and I know we're bringing the X-Men into the MCU, and I know Wolverine's a cash cow, would you not let Matthew Vaughn, world-renowned director, have a solo movie for a young Wolverine, then have an X-Men movie and bring them all together? See, that's the thing, because X-Men First Class is the best coming together of the X-Men movie that we've ever gotten. And he's also done that. So he he has X-Men like, yeah. prestige. And he knows how to give uh, each character like a mo- like time. You know, like every X-Men First Class, every character has a moment to shine kind of a thing. So and he it's, got s- it's, got it's got Magneto. It's got Magneto. It's got Fassbender, more importantly. It's got Fassbender <laughs> hunting Nazis. And I mean... It's one of the best... Oh, it's the best sequence in film ever. Uh, but it's also got Give Fassbender. Fassbender, I, like, I don't know if I mentioned it. We reviewed X-Men First Class a while ago. I don't know if I mentioned Patreon, this. Patreon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go, link in the description. Uh, but... <laughs> There's like about three quarters of the way through that movie, Fassbender just drops the accent that he has going, and he's <laughs> just Irish for the rest of it. Dead right. <laughs> I'm all in. At that point, Michael had stolen our hearts. It was fine. I'm like, Michael, yes, go so, for it. Kill those Nazis. I like the idea of setting up a Wolverine that would play like that would work down the line in an X Men film as well, but also. The big problem with those Fox X-Men movies was that Wolverine was always the main character. Yeah. Where he isn't in the comics. He was just, he was the one everyone liked, so they really latched onto him. So I don't think they should be looking at it as, God, how do we do the next Wolverine movie? I think it should be, how do we set up Wolverine in the next X-Men movie? Yeah, I feel like that's a, but see I think logically that's how you would do it as a whole yes. but I think if you're making a movie you stick Wolverine smack yeah. bag on if a poster you, oh, if you're a producer signing a check like absolutely you, you do the Wolverine movie but I agree that what they've done there is they took the cool kid from the group and gave him his own movie and basically made him the lead whereas he was cool because he was the outcast and was dumb and through the whole movie is like this is dumb yeah. Why are we doing this? Look at the ratings of every X-Men movie leading up to X-Men Origins Wolverine. And, like, that, that's what happens when you give the cool kid his own cool kid story. Mm. Like, you just get a, 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 a pretty bad film, I will say. Um, except for the first 45 minutes, as I say in the Patreon review. <laughs> 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 Anyone who has watched Wolverine Origins knows that the first 45 minutes are just as bad no. as the second 45 minutes. First 45 minutes, absolutely solid. I'll give you the first 10 when they go through all the wars. No, that's a montage. Team. That's a montage, yeah. Connor. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm not giving you him in the woods chopping li- <laughs> Tim. What's wrong with that? That's perfect for a Wolverine. <laughs> oh, you're some prick, Lawler. <laughs> This is the hill I'm gonna die on. <laughs> I refuse to yield. Um, also, uh, his pitches for who he would want to play a young. He also went so far oh, okay. as to name people wow. that he wants to play. Um, and his three were Tom Hardy. That's a no. No. Um, not happening. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Also a no. Also no. And <laughs> um, he's now craving the hunter as well. So double no. And uh, Taron Edgerton, who I mean. <laughs> 
could do it, but yeah, it's a but bit bland. It's yeah, it's a bit of an, for want of a better word, like an obvious choice. You know, I think he's just he's too set up to do an MCU movie at this point. He's too handsome to be Wolverine. Wolverine needs to be ugly as shit. I don't know. Hugh Jackman has set up no. us up on the wrong path. See, he won't be ugly as shit because he has to be like a a, a big actor. Is the thing? Um, I'm just telling you, hire the ugliest man who walks into the casting room. He's grumpy. He's hairy. He's just filthy. But do, he I, just and he and he hates everyone. And he's four foot eleven. Do you know, he's a bit tall for it. But you know who I really want? <laughs> Go on. It, it's a wrestling thing. It's Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> He's too handsome. He's, he's got Stephen Amell. He's got Stephen Amell face. But uh, mm. I just, I, maybe it's the long hair, but I just think he'd look really good holding claws out and being angry. Anyone who has watched Arrow, all you have to do is look up the wrestler <laughs> Hangman Adam Page and just Google image the two of them beside each other. It's the same face. They've, they've, just, they've just copy and pasted. It, like... Unless Stephen Amell has a ring name of Hangman Adam Page. Maybe, on the slide. <laughs> and it's the best kept secret in the world. Um, I can't do Arrow, guys. have to win the world title. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No season seven for me. <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this is sad news. Um, oh. And it's about your favourite franchise, Fast and Furious 10. Oh, I know this um, news. Oh, I, I sobbed openly so- at Christmas dinner. Oh, boys. Um, so, we covered a few weeks ago, I would say maybe November, mm. Vin Diesel, he kind of put the ball into The Rock's court. Yeah. And he said, The Rock, we need you back, brother. We need you. We, uh, open invitation. Yeah. You're my coming kids, back in, right? My kids love you. They think you're yeah. their real father or something like that. What? what? I, I forget the post. They call him Uncle Rock or some shit. <laughs> they, they call you Uncle Rock. All the orphans will die if you don't come back. We need your big name on the big poster yeah. for Fast Head, basically. We need your movie selling charisma to go around the world and get people mm. to see Fast 10. Now, The Rock had previously said he had no interest in doing Fast 10. Because I think yep. he just doesn't like Vin Diesel. <laughs> Fair they enough. have a feud. They have an ongoing feud. Uh, and Vin was like, I'll put you in a jungle rock, I promise. And he's like, no, still no. Even <laughs> then, I'm a no. Okay, um, Dwayne, what if I let you wear a khaki shirt with the sleeves rolled up? <laughs> hmm? And chest slightly exposed. Oh, I'm talking One two button buttons undone. <laughs> <laughs> One button too many that looks like you're very hot. Like, you're just warm. It's just a humid day. You need it all oh, open. Oh, but you're not sweaty, Rock. Oh, you're not sweaty. <laughs> no, no. What <laughs> stuck to you, but you're not sweating. Rippling, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> this is all on the pitch. Um, but The Rock, he gets all these messages. What Vin Diesel did was very clever. He basically put it on social media. He made it public. Like, he made it public. And he's like, Rock, come back. Um, and he tried to take out world's nicest man, The Rock, publicly, which is a big ballsy move, I must say, from Vinny D. Um, it's backfired, though. It I has, it, yeah, because I'm going to take over your role for a second. I believe The Rock has confirmed that he has no interest in returning to Fast and Furious 10. I told Diesel directly that I would not be returning to the franchise. I was firm. 
yet cordial with my words and said that I would always be supportive of the cast and always root for the franchise to be successful. But there was no chance that I would return. <laughs> By God. I, I like how he wants to make clear how cordial he was during the whole thing. He says, I know I'm still Hollywood's favourite man, The Rock. Now, now, here's the thing, though. You can tell, first two lines, excellent PR. Because yeah. clearly, he's, he's, he's cordial. I was firm, yet cordial. I told him the way it was. But then after that, you can tell a little bit of The Rock's annoyance has come true. <laughs> it's just a, just a little glimmer. Because um, Vin's recent public post was an example of his manipulation. I didn't like that he brought up his children in the, pa- in the post, as well as Paul Walker's death. Leave them out of it. We had spoken months wow. ago about this. I came to a clear understanding. <laughs> like... It, maybe Look, maybe it's The Rock seducing me, but like... I believe him. I'm like, no, you shouldn't have used your kids and Paul Walker's death to try and get The Rock <laughs> to sell more tickets to your movie. That seems like a bad thing to do. I I feel like this is an interesting topic because normally The Rock never... You, Rock is never on the end of any bad PR, right? No. Which is very powerful in Hollywood. He never has one bad... There's never one headline of Rock kicks a child, <laughs> like... Off camera. No, it's always um, him doing the rap from Moana. Like it, it, it's that kind <laughs> yes. of stuff. Like he's just—he's he's impenetrable. He's to literally be, a rock. And to be honest, I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking him down a peg. No, like he's just the nicest man. As well, from what we can see, maybe mm. he's a dick. But I, from everything we know about him, he seems nice. Didn't we have um, a feud with the Rock? At one, I think point? I had a personal feud with the Rock because he was too nice. Yeah, uh, we were- but. But uh, I am also you don't want to fight the rock legitimately. No, we so, were trying to cultivate drama to drive uh, subscribers to the Patreon. Yeah. But it, quite frankly, we love the rock too much. He just beat the shit out of me. <laughs> well, this one this one time we smelled what he was cooking, and my god, it was delicious. Um, so it's interesting here that clearly this conversation happened in like I'd say May, and yeah. Vin's like, "You coming back?" No. You come back? No, honestly, I I don't. I have no interest. I don't want to be disrespectful. I have no interest. Yeah, no, you come back. I no. I wish you well. I hope the film, yeah. like I hope it does well for you. I hope everyone because enjoys there's it. no amount of money that they can offer the Rock that he doesn't already have. <laughs> so the Rock, like, I, wasn't the Rock recently confirmed as a, like an actual billionaire? Like, oh, he's the highest grossing movie star basically of the last decade. Like yeah. back to back to back to back. Like the 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 Rock's like rise to success is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and and also it's not from like one franchise either because Sam Sam Jackson was the highest grossing actor for a very long time because he had Star Wars and Marvel was his whole thing like in terms of movie box office revenue generated. But the oh, no, Rock, I'm talking Rock's revenue himself, <laughs> what the, he's bringing in, just the money he makes on the side, even. Yeah. Um. So like he says, no. What Vin has done here is he then he went public and he involved everyone's like, yeah, but my kids love you. And Paul Walker's death means we got to bring you back in, and like we'd really love to have you back. You don't want to let us all down, do you, Rock? Puts him in a shit position, really. If yeah, we're honest. Yeah. And the Rock has come out with the only way he could and was like. I only have an issue with you, Vin. I love everybody. I lo- I hope you all have all the excess, but Vin, stop. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> stop. Yeah, like it's... Look, it is... It's coercive and like all the rest of it. 
Um, but I like. Oh, okay, let's let's try and look at this from Vin's side, okay? Because I think we're <laughs> okay. we're rock stands at the minute. But if we look at this from Vin's side, he has a movie that he wants to do really, really well. He wants it to be the biggest movie ever. He wants to overturn James Cameron's Avatar Who 3. Who is metaphorically and literally the biggest movie star if Batista's not around. But I think Rock is also taller than Batista. I think Rock has a few inches on Batista. He certainly has the yeah. reach as well. Uh, yeah. But I think... Like, I'm, tr- I'm really trying to see it from Vin's side. But bringing up your dead best friend and also your kids to try and get someone to do something they don't want to do. That's a scummy thing. <laughs> Oh, Vin. Vin. <laughs> Vin, you've had such a fall from grace. Oh, did he? Wasn't much of a fall. Um, People oh, liked him as Vin. Groot, you know? Uh, yeah, he had that few months for after Groot. Um, yeah, I just, I don't think it's a good look. I'm, I'm assuming Vin will probably yeah. come out in the next week or so and, like, try to do damage control and come how out do, and yeah, never pressure him into that? anything. How do you spin um, that into, like... Oh, he's I, definitely. It's going to be like it was all a misunderstanding. I wasn't trying to pressure you into anything. Promise. Yeah, obviously, if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to yeah. do it. But I just wanted to let him know how much people want him to do it, and how everyone would be sad if he doesn't do it. But once again, no pressure to do it. This is a dream situation for The Rock because if he rejects it, he's sticking to his guns. He's not going to be influenced. But if he does it. God, he really cares about the fans and he wants them to have a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what would be hilarious? If he went... I don't know what studio does Fast and Furious. Um, is it Paramount? No. Sony? I don't know. Somebody does Fast and Furious. Rock goes to them and he says, I will do Fast 10 if Vin doesn't do Fast 10. <laughs> what would they do? Make your choice. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> imagine. God, you know, I think they might go with the Rock on that one. You know honestly. what? But like, you have like Fast and Furious is Vin Diesel, so like that's his franchise. Yeah, but the Rock is the Rock, so you're like, who do the, we choose? He'd have to be in it, but he'd have to be killed off in the first ten minutes. <laughs> Blown up. Blown or like the no, like the Rock, like. Does a, a one flew over the cuckoo's nest and like smothers him with a pillow out of mercy, like that kind. <laughs> and that's of thing. that's like off camera, but then on camera, blown up, blown up. Is his corpse? <laughs> like he's on the way to the cemetery, right? But they find out that the the hearse is rigged to explode if it goes above fifty miles an hour. <laughs> Fast and furious. Oh man. Um, oh, Fast and Furious horsepower. Horsepower. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's the name. Brilliant, Connor. Brilliant. You're not often funny, but when you are, <laughs> the Rock's like, I'm in. <laughs> Shut up, I'm in. I'll kill him um, for real. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the Rock will not be in Fast Ten. Unfortunately, uh, Vin Diesel, his messages did not work. Um, it just kind of sounds a bit desperate at this stage, Vin. It does, just, yeah. Maybe just just do the movies with the people you have. Um, well, how much they? How much they? How much hand feel? I mean, yeah, I'm here. I came back from the dead. I'm not being pressured to be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ludicrous. Nobody takes me once to be in the movie. 
I just showed up and they said, ah, right, here we go. <laughs> I go on, we'll write you a scene. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And once again, more Marvel and Sony news. So By what God. I think happened, right, is our big trailer that we're going to talk about dropped. Yes. And then, to counteract it, we had many pieces of news from No Way Home coming out of it. Because um, Sony are also trying to get on that bandwagon. And... What happened is, the lines between the Sony Spider-Verse and the Marvel Cinematic Universe have, of course, become a bit blurred. A bit recently. blurred. Sony have seen this, and they've thought, not only do we need Spider-Man involved, what if we had, and count me if I'm wrong shot, a Blade versus Morbius movie? I, that, but, 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 okay... Is Sony saying this or Marvel? Because Sony are, let's say, desperate. Is it's not the right word to use, but it is a it's a word we can apply to the situation. Sony want to legitimize their universe. I think, like Sony are the little brother. To, like Marvel's yeah. the really successful brother, and Marvel got Sony a job in the office they work in, and Sony's like, I'm going to make my own way. You watch. Yeah, I'm going to do my own thing and be more successful than you. But they really can't. Like, because Morbius versus Blade. Yeah, that is a thing. Like, that, there is, like, uh, precedence for that throughout comics. That's one of his main enemies. But <laughs> when you have Jared L- Leto's Morbius which exists mm. over here. And then you have Mahershala Ali's Blade, who exists, I would say, a thousand miles and quality levels ahead of that. I Without would like ha- to see Mahershala Ali beat up Jared Latodo. <laughs> see, this is the thing, is that he's going to lose. He's go- But also, no, he won't. Because <laughs> he won't. He won't, because he's... He's an anti-hero, as the trailer likes to hammer home to us every five yeah. seconds. You could be a good guy or you could be a bad guy. This city needs a hero or a villain. Yeah. You could do good or bad with those powers you have. And look, and I will say, in the comics, Dr. Michael Morbius, he's not necessarily, in look, in my opinion, he's not as much of an anti-hero as much as he is a tragic villain. Like, he's more of a desperate man on the edge kind of thing. Um, okay, he's more of a, a Doc Ock. Yeah, kind of. In that, like, Spider-Man wants to help him because he feels sorry because of the hand he was dealt. Rather okay. than, like, a Venom who is, like, chaotic good. Who'll do his own thing but help out when it suits him. I just think that we might be scraping the bottom. bottom. Blade hasn't even come out yet. No. We've had a line of dialogue from Blade in the MCU. We have a vampire and you have a vampire hunter. I mean, makes sense. Also, one has to lose. But will they both lose? No, because there's going to be a bigger villain. And then they become friends and must destroy Doomsday. Uh, From the DC universe? Yes. The DC Doomsday. They have to. They join together, and then they have to fight Doomsday. Nothing to do with vampires. He just. He's just there somehow. He's just. Yeah. He's. Just, he's just popped up. Uh, I thought she was with you. One will say. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ben Affleck will say that, but he's he's ben dared. Affleck, he's Daredevil at the time, though. He's That's he's the, back as Daredevil. He's back yeah, as Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. 
John Favreau convinced them again. <laughs> in all three convinced them to do it, and in 2021 is convincing them again. Thank God for JLo is all I have to say. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Charlie Cox is his character from Kin. He's just a Dublin man who happened to wander upon this situation. Uh, and who should fly in but Johnny Storm, played by oh Chris Evans. <laughs> We're writing the perfect universe. <laughs> This is this is how No Way Home should have ended. <laughs> um, do you want to see uh, Jared Leto get beaten up by any other actor? That's a yes. It is but a yes. Do you want to see it to be done by Blade or are you done with Morbius already and the movie has not come out? This feels like what Vin Diesel did to The Rock. It feels like Sony is doing that to Kevin Feige. Yeah, I think so. I'm just being a- Wait, they're they're playing into the whole. Wouldn't it be cool if kind yeah. of version of the fans wanted Kevin? Fans wanted. Fans wanted. We have a petition with over one hundred signatures. The fans wanted Kevin. People want you to remake Star Wars Episode Nine, Kevin. Are you going to deny them that? We already have funding of forty-seven billion, and we will give it to you. We have the gross GDP of Malta behind this movie. All right. That's a very old <laughs> go back to that time all the Star Wars fans were like funding episode eight, wasn't it? Episode I think it was even episode was it episode eight? It was, no, yeah, it, it was eight. It, it was, was eight. a remake eight. It was and Last eight. Jedi, yeah, yeah. And nobody ever had to put any money in, you just got to say how much you wanted to donate, so everyone yeah. just donated fifty billion dollars and they ended up I, with like quadrillion dollars. <laughs> then i think the the owner of that petition was like see there's money behind it (laughs) Um, so sean we're finishing off this week with the big news and something i was very excited to talk about with you but also mad that i seen it very interesting this is of course the new trailer for the batman came out um last week and i felt like we would be remiss if we didn't talk about it because never have i watched a trailer and been just so excited but also mad that I had seen the three yeah, minutes of my life. Because I've, like, moments in this trailer would have been amazing in the cinema, is the thing. Uh, this is the Bat and the Cat trailer we're talking the about. The Bat and the Cat trailer, of course, came out. It, it Very much a lot more story-driven trailer that came out. Yes, and a lot more telling of where the plot will go. Before we get on to that kind of stuff... How do you feel about the the Catwoman Batman relationship that seems to be in this movie? I mean, is that a question? Is um, it? it? I'm going to give it a big yes. Just just a yes. No other. Just like is that not is that not the perfect encapsulation of the two of them? It is indeed. Like after like we reviewed Batman Returns not too long ago, and that compared to this, oh my god. This is amazing. <laughs> Can I just get, direct you to a quote that I think sums up yes. uh, the two of the relationships that's in this trailer where Catwoman Selina Kyle looks at Bruce Wayne and says, come on, vengeance, let's go get into some trouble. Yeah. And to me, in that one sentence encapsulates, she's like, oh yeah, come on, you take yourself way too seriously. Vengeance. Come on, yeah. let's go to get, get into some trouble. It's like lighten up, basically, is what she's saying to him. And... I, I mean, is I feel like I, I just can't get my head around it, Sean, because you know how much I love Batman. This movie looks fucking outstanding. 
Um, but I, they need to stop showing me stuff. Because I wish I hadn't seen this trailer. Because I just, I'm too excited about it. But also, I wanted, as you said, to see this stuff. Like, even, I would actually prefer if they didn't do this trailer and just gave me the same shots again from the previous trailer, but, like, added one or two extra in and been like, this is the new trailer. But, I, see, I think this trailer, without a couple of lines of dialogue, is still a perfectly good trailer that doesn't ruin things. Not ruin things, but doesn't lessen things when you see them in theatres. Okay, the the thing I'm referring to is that the Riddler in this movie knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. He also, I mean, I cannot stress enough how much The Court of Owls, I'm assuming, is in this movie. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. Like, Sins of My Father, Alfred is definitely hiding something. This family has a history of philanthropy, they say. And the Mm. minute they mention history and families in Gotham, it's always the Court of Owls in the last few years. Yeah, like legitimately, there is no other thing that it could be at this point. And like the, all the mention of the minute uh, the, at the start, it said like you could be doing more for this city. Like we ever see you doing anything? There's people like your family used to be involved in working on this city, making it a better place. All that shit. Like that is just literally perfect for the yeah. story you're telling. That the Waynes are into some shady shit. Bruce doesn't know. Alfred knows the big dark secrets, but Bruce is trying to solve Gotham from the ground up. But, like, like, c- c- the it, it's often revealed in the comics that the Waynes were involved in shady shit that Bruce didn't know about before taking up the Batman crusade. And I feel like you need that now to make Bruce seem more honourable. Because otherwise he's just a rich boy who likes to hospitalise criminals. Yeah, and then you it's a double layer then. I, I really like the idea. There is also, I mean, you could go to Dark or the Batman Begins route where you have the Waynes and they're lovely people. And they're just yeah. very rich, lovely people. And it's just they just so happen to be rich. But they're very nice, one's a doctor or whatever. But I feel like it adds a level of character to Batman. If he's trying to solve crime in Gotham because crime kills his parents, but also the crime that killed his parents was created by his parents... And all of their shady dealings of like putting all of the bad people into one area of the city and just be like, let's give them no funding, nothing. We're yeah. just gonna do everything over here. Because objectively and this is more like this is more about like comics and character itself, but like Bat like Bruce Wayne could fix all of the problems in Gotham without being Batman. Like yeah, that, and it adds, that's objectively it adds true. To- it's two levels then. One is uh, normally comic book Batman then like might set up, I don't know, an orphanage or like might set up a place for troubled kids or yeah. for trouble. Like f- he's setting up these places where people like rehab centers, people can go there to help themselves. And like he puts a lot of funding into that as Bruce Wayne. He's always like seeing cutting the ties like, oh, Bruce Wayne opens another center for whatever. And then at nighttime, He's out there solving the fucking crime. Yeah. That goes on as well. But he's also, like, he's... He's solving it in the way that, like... You know, the guy down the street who lost his job 
can't get one fell in with the wrong crowd and now works for the Joker to get a paycheck to support his family. He's putting that man in the hospital. But, like, Joker will go to Arkham and be released in six months. That's the great, like, that's the great, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Dichotomy of Batman that the more he does it, the worse it gets. Yeah, it's, just, it, it's a contradiction. Like, he, he yeah, by helping, he's the, harming. There's the great episode of Batman the Animated Series where all the villains are all, like, put him on trial. It's called yeah. trial. They, they put him on trial as, like, you created us, not vice versa. We didn't create you. You created most of them because they all got dropped into the fucking vats of acid and he punched them into them and all that shit. Gotta watch um, where you fall. <laughs> gotta, watch, gotta watch where you fall. <laughs> what a great fucking light. Um, <laughs> but, like, you have the Riddler in this. He knows all of Gotham's deep dark secrets. He knows Bruce is Bruce and Batman. He knows the Waynes are involved in all that shit. Mm. And I just think it's a great character piece. Also, there's... Um, the rumours that we're getting is that... Uh, this Batman and Catwoman have known each other for years in terms of Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle have known each other since they were very young. Right. Um, And they've kind of grown up together. And so in that regard, maybe they meet in costume and they don't know who's who, but they probably will at some stage. I mean, she has no mascot in this trailer, so he knows she's Selina Kyle anyway. I'm assuming she probably knows he's Bruce. At, at some level, I'm assuming she does. Like, because isn't it usually that um, they would get together as Batman and Catwoman, but then they wouldn't know each other as Bruce and Selina? Um, I mean, one they were getting married in the comic books. I, I know. I, I most of the time, I just assume Catwoman knows, but like, she's not. She, she's not outright evil. She's just, a, she's just a thief in that regard. Like, she actually. Um, she holds down an area of Gotham as her own. Like, if there's any crime there, she will beat up the people committing the crimes. That's her that ter- one area. Her territory, for want of a cat. And, and Bruce term. trusts her with that territory. He's like, Catwoman's got that. She's going to fuck up anybody that does shit there. But then again, every so often, she might want to try and steal a few diamonds. And then right. there's the great thing of he has to stop her. She's like, well, it doesn't pay for itself. Like, I can do the crime stopping, but we all don't live in a mansion. Yeah, yeah, gonna... we can't all be Bruce Wayne. Oh, no, I didn't mean to say. Oh, no. Uh... <laughs> I mean, they do have to take off the outfits at some stage most of the time in comic books. So I'm assuming they do know who each other are. That's it. No, no, masks on all the time. <laughs> masks uh, on all the time. That's what they're into. What can I say? Um, what I will say... This movie still looks amazing. We get a lot more Batmobile play in this, and it's all entirely practical, and it looks so fucking good. I I cannot stress enough how good it looks. I I don't know. Like I've never been this excited for a movie, but also I don't want my heart broken. So I don't know. I don't know what to do, Sean. I mean, just think of how you felt after watching Joker, and imagine the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a movie you weren't <laughs> excited for, but you reluctantly liked. I think that's not true. I think you reluctantly liked it at some level. I liked Jackie and Phoenix's performance. Yeah, there you go. I think excellent performance. Um, remake of other movies. I like those other movies. It's well, copying. I like the King of Comedy. I like Taxi Driver. <laughs> I, I I like those other movies that basically just copies. Yeah, I, I like them. <laughs> so just throw them in. I like um, the Hangover Part Three. <laughs> Todd Phillips is fine as hour. Um, Sean, what? How deep do you think this movie is going to get into the Court of Owls? Is this going to be Riddler focused? And at the end of this movie, 
the big explosion that happens where Bruce is like, holy shit, this goes way deeper. I think it, I think it's going to end with like the Riddler being captured and saying to look like leaving Batman one last riddle. And I think he's going to find some symbol of an owl in like, you know, in like records or like a, a, as a stamp on a letter or something like that. He'll find a talon. A talon is good. Talon is good. Like, I think it's going to be some setup to a second film. I don't know whether they will ostensibly say Court of Owls in this movie. I, they don't have to either. I mean, no. it's, it's just the idea of there is a group behind, like, there's a group behind um, Gotham for years of all the rich families yeah. that just have run it to basically make as much money as possible. How far-fetched is that, Sean? No, not very, I would say. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I, and I could see the second movie being called Batman, The Court of Owl. You know, so, something like that. It's kind of like how... You know the, the, the Joker set up at the end of Batman Begins? Mm. I, I think it's going to be that kind of thing, but for The Court of Owls. Can I make a bold prediction that Zoe Kravitz might be the best casting of... She's great. ...character since... Probably Hugh Jackman <laughs> or like Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Yeah, I, just I've as only seen who the trailer. The role, and from like, what I've seen, I'm like, that's what Catwoman is in the comic book, just on TV. Yeah, just doesn't give a shit. Is just like I, I'm here for me. You you just happen to be along for the ride. Like that's the vibe I, think, I look, get from her. And here, I think Anne Hathaway gets a lot of shit. For mm. her Catwoman, I think that Catwoman is fine. It's not. It's not ter- like I think she's grand in that universe. I think it. it yeah, fits. I, I think that in that universe she's grand. A very excellent actress herself. So like, it's absolutely not an issue with her. It's just like it's fine. But Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, I'm, I was just literally like, that is comic book accurate. When you just see very similar to when we all seen the Ryan Reynolds or the Deadpool. Remember leaked footage, the test we like, footage. Yeah. Holy shit, that's. That's Deadpool. That's the character, um, but moving. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I just, I really hope it does really well. Um, it's coming out in March, March, March. 4th of yeah. this year. Um, so not long to wait. How excited are you, Sean? Because uh, you know where I am. Yeah, you're, you're about a 5 out of 10, I would say. So I, I'd say my, I'm more excited for Moonfall. Moon, oh, Moonfall is like the theatrical event of the de- the decade, I would say. But <laughs> between everyone here and us, we're trying to get a premiere ticket to Moonfall. We're doing our best, everyone. Like, legitimately, like, if anyone is listening who can do that for us, let us know. Like, we've never messaged any other studio about like getting the premiere tickets. Like, where hey, we're a movie podcast, get us in Moonfall. Moonfall is right? going to be the one. I won't even contact Warner Brothers for the Batman. That can wait a day. Moonfall yeah. needs to be seen. Moonfall needs to be reviewed day of release. <laughs> That's what needs to happen. By the way, just before we finish up, I found out Moonfall, world's worst movie of 2022, <laughs> has a budget of $140 million. Good God. I think that's too much. Yeah, you can make a lot of things for $140 million. I do think uh, it takes a lot of CGI to have the moon hit the earth. I think that does probably take up a lot of it. It probably does. That's, uh, I mean, I hope the budget's going on moon CGI. Like, what else would it go on? 
If this is the first time you're hearing of Moonfall, I would recommend going to watch any of the trailers. They make no sense. But <laughs> Connie, you can't say that. We're trying to get tickets. You have to, you sorry, have to hype sorry. it up. No, no, sorry. It's Oscar. Uh, it's coming out in February, unfortunately. Not many Oscars are going no. to be given. I th- it'll be too late at that stage. I think it's past the Oscar season, but 2023. Oh, Moonfall, oh, Moon fuck. VFX, best, oh, oh, best winner, Moon. best picture, best adapted screenplay, best foreign film, how we doing. <laughs> Did you see um, the Suicide Squad didn't get nominated for Best VFX? Yeah, I saw that. It was very weird. I very like strange. Because they had, they had a lot of good effects in that. They Cap- had a King shark. King Shark ripped a man in half. <laughs> they had a shark in the movie. He was just walking around like a human, but he was a shark. What can I say? <laughs> Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a week. It's nice to be actually doing movie news again. Uh, it's nice to catch up on all of the... The hot takes that we were we were behind on. So yeah, definitely. Also, what do you think of Robert Pattinson as Batman? <laughs> I like him. I think that helmet's a bit too round at the temple. I think it works. I think I think his chin makes it work. He has the chin for it. He does have the chin for it. I just think it comes out a bit too much. I would like a more square shaped helmet myself. But look, still what, not what? a fan of the Bruce Wayne hair. Not a fan of the big floppy like MCR hair. Big floppy hair. Yeah, it's more that to me is more Dick Grayson than it is Bruce. But it could be a young Bruce. So it's a younger Bruce, yeah, yeah. But like it, certainly I, I, I would like to see where it goes. Like Bruce cut Wayne, short. I think. Yeah, cut short with the, the, the side part. Like, Shave those sideburns. Trim those sideburns, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Connor, would you like me to take us out? Yes, please. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday with Weird News, Friday with Hero or Zero, next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. Might have mentioned it a couple of times this episode, but special shout-outs go to New Year, New Waffles, uh, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wright-Time Evanson, Sean Groyer Moe for a Bro Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Floridagal Green, Anna Team Irish Walrus Jan Roos, Lil Dicky, I volunteer here during the summer. The mask is just some fun. McGrew. Can only assume that he's referring to Jim Carrey's The Mask from the 90s. Mm. Uh, and it is some fun, Connor, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> I'm more of a son of the mask fan myself. Ah, I saw a man of culture, I see. Uh, <laughs> thanks also to Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, Sammy DeLucia, Michelle, Merry Christmas to all, Brown, and doing what is best when you have no time to die and you'll be, never be far from home, Luke Hoth. Thanks all for the continued support. Uh, Everyone who supports us over there is a legend. If you want to join those fine people, link in the description to that or it's Heroes for Hire podcast. Oh no, God, I fucked it up this week. (gasps) It's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. However, we are Heroes for Hire podcast on Instagram. The Twitter is at Heroes for Hire pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilment's discussion group. And you can email any questions or anything like that to heroesforhire underscore at outlook.com. But the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Long. I have been Sean Neal. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.